0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, which win would mean more for BYU football this season? Utah or Boise State? I know what you're thinking, but it's not
1: that obvious. Is it? Blaine Fowler discusses that and much more, plus former baseball player Adam Law is crushing it in AAA. We'll chat with the Tacoma Rainier. And will Jim or Fredette get another shot
0: at NBA glory? He's going to play for a $2 million prize at least. Let's go!
2: This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU store simulcast on BYU TV and BYU radio now from Studio B here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan
0: what is good BYU Sports Nation is live your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B presented by the BYU store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere happy Monday June 4th wherever and however you're connected great to have you with us I am Spencer Linton welcome up back with Jerem Jordan thank you you are a man with a fine mind who never forgets an important date.
1: That's not true. Uh, welcome back. It's Thank good you. to have you back. You were, you were gone a week. I missed your musk. But now it's back here, and we are ready to go. <laughs> and I can't wait for the World Cup next week. I was just thinking, I need, like, something else, right?
0: Who are you rooting for without the United States in the field of 32 teams?
1: Italy. Oh, wait, they didn't make it. They're not in it either. Uh, Probably Brazil because I did the classic uh, Mormon mission trip Mm -hmm. there. And uh, so I'll go for Brazil slash their goods. So I've been on the wagon since 2002.
0: I had a lot of time to think about this last week. And? I'm going with England.
1: Really? This isn't 1966.
0: It should be. It's been a long (laughs) time since they've been at the top of the game.
1: Yeah, they invented it. But, yeah. Nineteen sixty-six. Okay, we got to do something on the show at the World Cup. It's a basically happening during the show, before, during, and a little bit after. In Russia, yes. Yeah, I kind of hate that because I just want to sit and watch all those games. <laughs> We're gonna have the show to uh, do. Well, it's gonna be, we'll be the be same thing we'll in
0: twenty twenty-two, right?
1: Where is it in twenty-two again?
0: Qatar and.
1: Th- Is it yeah. Qatar or Qatar? <laughs> I don't know. Just make sure there's a roof with AC there. Jeez.
0: I thought they were going to have an NIT for the World Cup so the United <laughs> States could be involved, as well as Italy.
1: Did you know there was a softball NIT, if you will? So LMU won that. BYU yeah. got into the NCAA tournament. That's what they do. If you're BYU, you go to the NCAA tournament. It's what you do. But... LMU went to the NIT in that. So, yeah. No, no, we don't want no stinking NIT <laughs> World Cup. Would Come you, on, bro. Would you
0: watch that, though, if the United States were playing? Of course. and Because Italy's there. And yes. there are other big-name countries that didn't get into the World yes. Cup. Yes. The
1: U.S. lost to Ireland 2-1 over the weekend. I, listen, I pay attention to U.S. soccer. Come on. Oh, it hurts. I know. It still
0: hurts. It hurts. Let's do it.
1: Let's talk about other positive <laughs> things.
0: Okay. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending.
2: You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation.
0: BYU football enters a new stage of independence. Really? That of playing multiple late-season, big-time games against big-name opponents. Finally! BYU will play at Boise State in November. And at Utah
1: in November. BYU did this in 2013. They played at Wisconsin at Notre Dame.
0: This isn't at Boise State and at Utah to close out the season. This is a first for BYU in independence against
1: the Utes. Oh, against the Utes. To close out the regular season. It's been harder than this.
0: Not saying it's harder. I just think these games mean more. Yeah, it's the the rival and the regional rival. It's exactly rivalries in November. Meaningful matchups late in the season. The question is, which win would mean more to BYU this season? At Boise State on November 3rd or at Utah on November 24th? fourth.
1: will start with the counter argument. I understand that Boise State is likely to be a ranked opponent and potentially an undefeated one. When BYU plays uh, there, Oklahoma State, kind of the only team that will be in, uh, a favorite for Boise State. But I believe it's Utah. Seven in a row over an eight-year span. Regular season ender potentially for a bowl game for Brigham. Who knows, for Utah too. They ended up 7-6 last year, BYU 4-9. It's Utah. There's a lot of emotion with this game, not to mention pent-up negative energy associated with losing seven in a row. So to me, it is Utah for the obvious reasons and the not obvious reasons.
0: Look, I understand that you are sick and tired of hearing from Jerry from Accounting Who has a family member that played at the University of Utah in 1991, but can't name any of the starters on the team? Jerry is a Utah fan, but he remembers (laughs) obviously that Utah's won seven in a row and that they're in the Fighting Pac-12, and you hear about it every day. Okay, everybody's got a Jerry. If you're a BYU fan, that Jerry's out there somewhere.
1: Parks and Rec. Shut up, Jerry. Or
0: Gary. Okay, driving you crazy. I respect. How much you go through and what you have to put up with. My stepdad's a youth. You're talking to me, man. So, obviously, beating Utah to quiet the Jerries of our lives. Shut up, Gary.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> important. Of the
0: but come on. Strictly from a national standpoint, and Jerem touched yeah. on it briefly. Yeah. There's a case for Boise State. If you want to talk about gaining the attention of people outside of the BYU Utah rivalry, it's Boise State. They're probably gonna be ranked in the top twenty. They might be in the top ten if they're undefeated.
1: Utah could be a ranked team as well. I mean they had an off year last year, but what if Utah's ranked two? I mean, if Utah's ranked and you snap the streak, that is bigger than beating Boise State. Correct. I, but, but if Utah is unranked and like just eight and three or if there ain't three they're Which, if they're seven and four But at that typically point.
0: typically they've been seven and four, right? They no, start they've been hot. More, they've they been more in hot, the nine they, win range. And then they lose two or three and they're not ranked.
1: Well the, no late in the season. No. Until last year, at the end of last year, they, they were there were like one of three teams that were in every college football playoff poll. So they've been ranked and late a lot. The so last they just three can't years. win the
0: Pac twelve South.
1: Yes. They're the only team that hasn't won it outright yet. I and, think and rep, and Boise in the State yeah.
0: has a much better chance I, of being ranked because I get you from that standpoint of who they're on the schedule.
1: Guess what? You throw out the rankings. You throw the Even if BYU and Utah were both winless, it would be a meaningful game. To
0: BYU and Utah,
1: Lavelle's last game. Those teams stunk. Neither made a bowl game. And that's one of the most memorable, if not the most memorable game in the, no history of the rivalry. No question.
0: No question to BYU and Utah. But just if you're a college football fan outside of the rivalry, yeah. you beat a ranked opponent, it matters more.
1: It matters you could have more. have both with Utah. Men's hoopster Peyton Dastrop announced he's transferring. I don't know if you heard this. He, he did it while you were gone. I thought oh, that I, was I, kind I, of rude I, of him. I heard. Uh, meaning there is an open scholarship among the 13 available. Spencer, what should BYU Hoops do with the extra scholarship?
0: I have no idea. Give to charity. I have no idea. They'll probably end up giving it to somebody that's already on the roster. Who? Maybe McKay Cannon.
1: Yeah, that's my number one idea too. Colby Lee is another option, but he's supposed to be on a mission. Typically, those guys haven't been like rewarded for not for kind of being back. But there's not a spot, right? So Zach Sellius was in this situation. Jake Toulson as well. Mike Rose uh, a while back, where it's like. Oh, what are you doing back? Um, Lee Kamard, Max Hall. Like, situations where you certainly welcome them back to the team, but you weren't planning on them being here. So, yeah, I don't know what BYU does with this. I have a question. Should BYU look for a quick fix? Like, is there a grad transfer? Dave Rose told us basically it's really hard to get a grad transfer in here now. BYU's office wants them in January. It's like that's impossible. The dates don't line up. Right. And it's like, wait, what? No, they haven't graduated yet. How do you do that? I don't know. Is there a quick fix? Is, is there, there a, a J- certain
0: transfer from Gonzaga that's available that went to high school in Utah? I don't know.
1: Or is there a JC guy? Jasheer Hardnett came late in the game after the Heath-Royer hire. Guess what? Jasheer Hardnett started 32 games. Is there a potential starter around that BYU could use? I don't know. If not, I, th- I would think that McKay can is – is the incumbent walk? That's my who guess. Would deserve that? That's my guess. The Scully,
0: a contributor on the team, he was without a scholarship last year. Yeah, he works hard. You know, if if he's gonna play, I assume a, they all work. hard. If he's gonna play a role on the team and it's available, why not give it to a guy like McKay
1: Cannon? Yeah, made the sacrifice. Was walking. So we'll see who gets
0: it. Yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I don't know. I wish I had more of a definitive answer, but like that. These are the tough things that BYU basketball has to deal with that most other programs don't have to.
1: The mission trips. Yeah. But it's such an advantage, Spencer, in basketball. BYU's gone to all these <laughs> Final Fours and won conference championships.
0: Ah, uh, yes. Jimmer Fredette took advantage of BYU, put his name on the map. making He is making a play for the NBA once again. He will compete in a tournament called the TBT with a $2 million prize to the winner. More importantly... A lot of NBA GMs, scouts, and important eyes will be watching. Jimmer Fredette thinks this stage might be his shot to get back in the big show. He says he'll honor year two of his contract in the CBA, the Chinese Basketball Association, but what will happen after that? Jerem, will
1: Jimmer return to play in the NBA? I don't think so. I hope so, but he's been out of the league two years. He's doing well. He's playing in China. He's got a shoe deal. He's got... Other commercial properties. He's, like, he's doing just fine. I hope that Jimmer gets an opportunity, but what team's going to ch- take a chance on him that didn't already have an opportunity? He played five seasons, 235 games, six points a game, 38% from three. Trust me, we'd all love to see Jimmer Fredette in the NBA. I just don't. like. If I have to guess as to what's going to happen, I don't see it happening. And I don't think this is the thing that's going to get him in. Why can't they see what he's doing in China? Why can't he play in the NBA Summer League? Plus, he played in the league. They know what he is. They know what he can do. Like, this little tournament isn't the stage that's going to get him in.
0: He says he feels like he's better than he's ever been in his basketball career, that he has gotten better in China. He has worked harder. He's slimmed down. He's faster than he's ever been. He's more agile. He can jump higher. He's trying to refine his skill set so that it – more aligns with what NBA scouts are looking for, which is,
1: It's you know, not skill set. It's 6'2 white guy, probably. Like, play, I love Jimmer. Can you
0: play defense? Are you a defensive liability as a 6'2 right. white guy?
1: I love Jimmer. We all love Jimmer. This is BYU. Like, who doesn't love Jimmer more than us, right? I, I, I'm i just not sure that that's in the cards at this point. And he has made the best of the situation for what he could do. He went G League. He went up to the Knicks for a little bit. He's gone overseas. He's crushing it. Like, I don't think that if he never makes it in the NBA, that's a bad thing.
0: Jimmer Fredette is good enough to be on an NBA roster, but is he good enough to be a significant contributor on an NBA roster? Do you
1: want to sit as the 15th man on the NBA bench?
0: He could do that.
1: Or do you want to make a couple mil overseas? He could do that. He
0: could go to and be on an NBA roster. He could be David Stockton for the Utah Jazz.
1: Well, if your dad's a Hall of Famer. But That's do you want to play? Move.
0: Do you want to play and be a significant contributor? He feels like he can do that, but what NBA team is going to give him an
1: opportunity to do that?
0: I'd rather see him play and be a superstar internationally than be on an NBA bench and not get a chance to shoot the ball.
1: I don't understand all the mid-level exceptions and all that and whatnot. But I don't know. I don't know if there's a team that wants to pay Jimmy Fredette if the amount they need to pay him, given how much experience in the league he's had with five years. If he's not going to be on the court, you have to push resources into Jimmer. Like, okay, we're going to give you the ball and let you Who, do your which thing. Which
0: NBA GM is going to let him control the ball I don't, regularly? Like,
1: B- it worked at BYU. It worked on the G League team, the Westchester Knicks. It's worked on the Shanghai Sharks. I don't know if there's an NBA team that wants to take that chance. I would love to see it. I would love for Jimmer to succeed, but I, I, I'm I, not sure it's going to happen. Yeah, Tough. Yesterday, following Golden State's 122-103 Game 2 NBA Finals win over the Cleveland LeBrons, center Tristan Thompson was asked the following question. When Steph Curry goes on a run like that, do you feel a sense of helplessness out there when you can't defend him? <laughs> Predictably, Thompson was upset. So instead of upsetting Thompson, let's get you upset. Which BYU <laughs> opponent do you feel most helpless against?
0: Oh, yeah, he was totally disgusted by the question.
1: Uh, and when He's I think, been in the news for all the wrong reasons, too. Yeah. Well... <laughs> He's got bigger problems. He's got bigger problems. He's got 99 and this ain't one. Yeah.
0: Uh, for me, the problem child that uh, gave me nightmares when I was growing up was Marshall Falk from San Diego State.
1: Oh, He was awesome.
0: He ran for 299 yards against BYU in a game.
1: He, how did he not get to 300 in that game?
0: One in Provo. Like It was not often a whack team came into Provo and ran all over BYU. Marshall Falk did that. He's an NFL Hall of Famer. Marshall Falk made San Diego State football exciting. He was a reason for people to go watch college football in San Diego.
1: And they haven't since.
0: Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. He was electrifying. And I felt like no matter what BYU does against him, he's going to go crazy. He's going to run for at least 200 yards. Like, that will happen. Martial law. And there's nothing you can do about it. So that's the guy that immediately popped into my mind.
1: I don't have a guy. I have a, two teams. Oh. Uh, one is Utah football. I'm just the streak. I'm like, oh, come on. The others, th- th- I don't feel helpless in that, but I'm just annoyed. The helpless one, BYU against Gonzaga in Vegas. Oh, BYU ain't winning that game. Like, BYU could play an amazing game. That crowd is too much to overcome. Like, I don't, I hope BYU wins in Vegas against Gonzaga at some point. I just don't see it for between now and the year 3,267. Like, I just think Gonzaga's too good. That crowd's overwhelming. And by then, BYU's probably used all the gas in the tank just to get there. That one I feel helpless in.
0: Yeah, that one's tough because I feel like that's more of a home court advantage than their actual home court.
1: BYU can win in Spokane. I I just, it's going to be really hard in Las Vegas. Nearly impossible. The phrase is, th- with God, nothing is impossible. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough.
0: That is super weird. Their actual home court doesn't feel like <laughs> more of an advantage than so the Orleans game. Arena in Las Vegas. They're
1: so good. There. This is crazy. You thought you thought playing UNLV in Vegas was bad? It's worse now. It's worse.
0: Yes. Yes. You're playing, I never thought it could be worse. You're playing than that. one of the top 5 teams in the country on their home court in Las Vegas.
1: If BYU had a spring break, (laughs) maybe it could schedule spring break, like the Zags.
0: Oh, which win would mean more for BYU football this season? At least BYU doesn't play Gonzaga in football. But they do play Boise State and Utah. Time to hear from you, BYU Sports Nation. Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Grizzfather, in on the Twitter machine. Hmm. This isn't even close, he says. Utah by a long shot. Anyone who says Boise should have their Y fan card permanently revoked and never be allowed to buy Cougar Tails again.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's Utah. Like, As a
0: fan, it's Utah,
1: well, right? Know your audience. Who are we asking? We're not asking Mississippi State. People. We're asking people to look North at Dakota. what's best
0: for BYU overall. What is best for BYU overall? Which would
1: mean more. Tell, riddle me this. At the end of the season, if BYU beats Utah and beats Boise State, which win will be the discussion uh, point? It's going to be Utah. Because for who? So the discussion point for who? The, for the audience we're asking. For BYU. <laughs> not, we ain't asking a non-BYU audience. This is BYU TV. Look. Look at this thing right here in the upper corner. It says BYU TV Sports. Right here. Boom. Right there.
0: But we would be short-sighted to not think about everything that goes into what makes a big game. What makes a big game? It's not just the rivalry factor. You throw in ranking, the fact that BYU's never won in Boise. My
1: vision with this is omnipotent. I see Utah in all things of all times, and BYU (laughs) must, yes, sing it, Motep, must beat the Utes. It's been seven games. Let's end this. Enough! On
0: Facebook, Nathan Farmer. You're kidding, right? There's no debate. Utah, 100%. I was in elementary school the last time. <laughs> BYU beat the Utes in football, and now I'm in college. It needs to end as Wow. Soon as possible.
1: Elementary and college? So now? he was in sixth, sixth grade. grade? Probably. Oh. In 09. <laughs> Keep the responses coming on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Coming up. Does anyone actually think the answer is Boise State besides Spencer? You I get didn't
0: more of your responses. the answer was Boise State. I said it's not Boyce as clear cut. It's not as clear cut as you think it is. Blaine Fowler is going to answer that question. Does he think that I'm crazy to
1: even consider Boise State? Does he think you're crazy generally? We'll ask him. All right. <laughs> Let's do that.
0: The smile on his face is not a good sign for me. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of
2: BYU fans everywhere.
1: Can you believe it? We are less than three weeks away from BYU Football Media Day on June 22nd. A tremendous lineup on BYU TV and BYU Radio coming up. It's Friday, June 22nd, BYU Football Media Day.
0: Welcome back, BYU Sports Nation, on a Monday. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The conversation always rolling on social media. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation on Twitter, Instagram. Check out our Facebook page if and whenever you feel like doing that. Hashtag BYUSN when you want to converse with us. Our question of the day. Which win would mean more for BYU football this season? Boise State or Utah? Clearly, the majority of you are scoffing at this question.
1: Uh, I don't know. That one bald Cairo doc says, seriously, did a newbie at BYU Sports Nation <laughs> create this question?
0: See? Okay, <laughs> but think about it outside of the rivalry if you can. Why if would I can. think
1: outside of the rivalry?
0: How is a national rider that lives in New York going to see this if BYU plays Boise State and they're a top 15 team they're and not they gonna play see it. Utah?
1: It's going to finish at 1 a.m. Eastern.
0: And Utah's not ranked. And they're both, Utah's got eight wins and BYU's six and five going in that game. What game is going to matter more to Joe Ryder
1: in New York? It doesn't say for Joe Ryder, it says for
0: BYU football. I know, but we have to think of everybody involved, right?
1: Well, stop thinking of people as robots. Think of them as emotional humanoids, (laughs) okay? Because... There's so much emotion with that rivalry. Who, and to who undervalue is Utah or take Jerry. That,
0: who or is t- your Jerry that's bothering you so much?
1: I don't I don't have one. <laughs> I, I really don't. My stepdad is very nice about it. Like okay. if he was a All jerk right. about it, I would never talk to him. But he's very very kind. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I am not as kind. Answer about the, it the question.
0: Way. James Paul on Facebook either for different reasons. Boise State historically a better program than Utah's.
1: Mm, you can debate that.
0: Utah Gets the monkey off BYU's back. Which one helps us most in the context of the current season and recruiting at season's end is the one I choose impossible to predict.
1: Yeah, that could be its own discussion, right? Because (laughs) Boise State has a New Year's Six history, BCS history. So does Utah. All right.
0: Let's bring in a third voice into this conversation that is rolling on social media. Blaine Fowler, dual threat analyst. Hi, Blaine. Hey, guys. National champion at BYU. I understand that BYU-Utah within the rivalry, that's the bigger game. There's no question just from an outsider's perspective what win would mean more for BYU football overall as a program nationally all that stuff
1: keep quantifying it to the I'm just the I'm just of, giving uh, Boise yeah. State
2: a 10% chance here what what do you think Blaine well to humanoids well, he said they were emotional but are humanoids humans or are they robots i'm not <laughs> are sure. are we human or are I we I got dancer? so confused when he said humanoid but anyhow <laughs> i just it, it will have to tell at the end of the season. Uh, but the problem is, if Boise State becomes a bigger win than the Utah game, then a loss to Utah would would be a bad loss. Be, because the only way the Boise State – now follow me on this. The only way the Boise State game becomes a bigger win is if at the end of the season Boise State is 11-1 with their only loss being BYU and ranked in the top 15. That's and a they're huge,
0: going and, to a New Year's but, Six Bowl but, game. But
2: if we're saying we can only win one of those two – if Boise State's a bigger win, that means that Utah's not ranked, and they are six or seven wins, and and BYU loses to them, then that's a terrible loss. And it, so,
1: is so, there a terrible loss to a Power Five team
2: that's over five hundred? Yeah. To Utah, <laughs> and, and, and BYU's true. had That's some bad, bad losses to Utah in this in this seven game run. Yes, they, they have lost some games to Utah when BYU was better than them.
0: Twenty thirteen, Utah finished with a losing record in
2: Provo, B, and BYU should have be, beaten BYU was better should 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 have beaten them that year. They yes. turned the football over, so those are bad losses. And so, if Utah's not ranked and Boise State's a top fifteen team, and they beat Boise State, but they lose to Utah. Then you have a really good win on your resume, but then you have a bad loss against a rival team. So you have you have to beat both of them. Now the question: If they beat both of them, both. if they beat both of them, yes, and and Boise State is eleven and one, then the Boise State wins bigger. It's a bigger win because on a national perspective, for Joe rider back, he's going to go well. They beat the rival. He, he may not even know or she that that they've lost seven in a row, but they're going to go look at they beat an 11-1 Boise State team. Oh.
1: Yeah, and yes, if if Boise State's only regular season loss is BYU. Are you <laughs> kidding me right now, though? Like, that ain't happening.
2: Like, no, hey, it, it could happen.
1: Well, but. well, let me tell you why it won't. BYU has played Boise State a bunch. They've never beaten Boise State when that Boise State team ended up winning 10 games. And BYU's never won in Boise. And BYU's never won in Boise. So, I understand the stakes. Listen. I put Either. a lot of
2: conditions on it, didn't I? Yes. A lot of conditions. Keep putting conditions Without on it. Without all, those, it con- with to all, your all those conditions, there's <laughs> not a discussion. Without all of those conditions, the Utah game's a bigger game. Like yes. Yeah.
1: And li- listen, in November, will BYU will uh, will they have been in a position to overcome a tough September schedule, likely come out. With a losing
2: record, which has kind of been the deal. Two and two would be best, right?
1: Two and two would be awesome. You beat McNeese State, and you're you know three and two, and you're going. You split with the first two. Yes, so
2: I I think that's not crazy unrealistic, though.
1: Split the first two, I think, is a good expectation. Yeah. How reasonable do you think that is? And which one is more likely uh, of a win? At Arizona or Cal? I think
2: Cal at home is a more likely win, but uh, but I wouldn't be surprised by a by a split and a win at either. They're not Arizona and Cal aren't imposing. You're Not going to play at USC, you know. It's it's Stanford. At Stanford's at not coming in. They're not playing at Washington. Those game, yeah, not yet. Right <laughs> uh, on on the schedule this year at Washington at Wisconsin. Or I'd be way more surprised with wins than those. I would not be surprised at all with a split either way with those two teams, because I think they'll both be close ball games and, and they, they come away with one. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Two and two wouldn't surprise me that'd at be, all.
1: Uh, that'd be great.
0: Two and a half months away from the first episode of After Further Review featuring, featuring Blaine Fowler. Okay. That's how close we what are. What is this? Co- a Dave McCann college? tweet? That's nice. how close we are to college football.
2: <laughs> I'm loving it.
0: <laughs> we got some college basketball news in reference to BYU with news that Peyton Dastrup is transferring out of the program. Just surface level, what does that mean for BYU basketball
2: losing Dastrup? It, it hurts because he's a guy that would come off the bench with confidence and could be instant offense coming off the bench. He wasn't afraid of the moment at all. He he was up to the moment. He was willing to take a tough shot. Um, and it's nice to have guys like that. He also was a guy that kind of kept the team loose. You know, that was a guy that was kind of a, not a glue guy because his work ethic was crazy or he went out and defended or, but a glue guy that everybody loved and was a good part of the team. Unfortunately, I don't think, Peyton's happy with the role of being a glue guy that comes off the bench. You know, he, wa- he wants to be a focal point of what they're doing. And I don't know that his role was going to change much next year. So so we go. So it hurts not having that guy. And so now all of a sudden pressure shifts over to a guy like Zach Sellius. He needs to return to his shooting form that he had the year before. You know, Dalton Nixon has to step it up. And we talked a couple of weeks ago, right? I expected Dalton to take a big step forward anyhow this next year and be a real important part of what they're doing. So they've got to find somebody that can be perimeter scoring when they need it to replace that. So it hurts. I think it does hurt.
1: Who should the scholarship that he vacates go to, in your opinion?
2: It's. I heard you guys talking. It, it's so hard to find a quality transfer this late. If he had said in January, I'm out, then, or not in January, right at the end of the season, I'm out, Maybe, but but unfortunately, it is back in January, and most of the big time transfers are decided that they're they're coming in the fall, and so it's hard. If there's a diamond in the rough out there that that maybe could be an unbelievable lockdown defender on the perimeter, which would be nice to add to this team, then you go get a transfer. But those are hard to find, and if you can't find somebody that significantly improves your team, then you should look inside and reward somebody inside. The best thing to do is reward a senior. So you only tie up that scholarship for one year. And you guys mentioned McKay Cannon. I'd, I'd buy in on that one. There's a guy that's worked hard that has a role um, and, and would be a senior. So it, it would only be – if you can't find somebody to upgrade the team, because if you find somebody to upgrade the team, then give it to that person. You've, McKay's already in the program. This is what the coaches are thinking. He's coming. He can contribute. Um, he, he's already here. But if you can't find somebody better that upgrades the program, then reward the guy in your program.
0: Blaine Fowler with us on BYU Sports Nation, talking BYU basketball, specifically the Peyton-Dastrup transfer and how it will impact BYU basketball. Now, according to multiple preseason college hoops power rankings, Gonzaga okay, is clearly one of the top teams in the country. Nevada is a consensus top 10 team. Has the schedule all of a sudden become too tough for BYU
2: basketball? I think it, it has to be when you miss the NCAA tournament multiple years in terms of at large bids, um, you have to take a hard look at in our preseason are we scheduling tough enough? Now, when, when you schedule and Nevada's a late addition. you know, you guys I, I do free SPN, I do that conference. Mountain West yeah. Conference. You can they're say really good. <laughs> like they're and they've got everybody coming back. They've they've got they've got the twins coming back, the the Martin Caleb twins. and Cody. Jordan Caroline, they talked about him going out. Um, what they've done there is they've assembled an NBA-looking team physically. It's a bunch of six-eight guys with six-ten and seven-foot wingspans <laughs> that can switch one through five, that can run up and down the, the floor and shoot threes, and they're playing them over there. That is a tough one. A bunch of Gavin Baxter. That, that's a tough, one. but I like it because even if you lose it at the Lawler Event Center. It's a quality loss, which it seems like these days when the NCAA is concerned. Did they go on the road and play a tough opponent? Were they close in that game? And it, I just – the road schedule is what's scary for me because they're going to play at Nevada. They're going to play at San Diego State, who's still young this year because they played a bunch of freshmen. But beat Nevada for but the tournament title. They won the conference tournament and went to the NCAA tournament. They've gone like seven of the last nine years on the road – that's a crazier place to play than Lawler. So in terms of environment.
1: You've always been awesome there though, And, that's, the and that's,
2: that's a rival kind of a thing still. At Mississippi State, at Weber State, at Illinois State. Like, so the road schedule is what's tough. But I like it. And I don't think it's overwhelming. And Dave has a veteran team coming back, even though Peyton Dasper is gone. Um, they have a veteran team coming back. I don't expect them to go out and win all all of those. But the strength of schedule Win some of those. Now you've got quality wins and quality losses, and they really heavily weight road quality wins. So go get a couple. I don't think it's too crazy. I like it. I love, and I think the, the kids on the team, hey, they love going in and playing a Nevada team that could be a top 10 team at that point, right? It's to open It's open the year. They Most of the people are talking top 10 for them. They were in the Sweet 16 and lost by a point, yes. and everybody's back. To Sister Jean. Yeah, that's, that's, a fun, that's a fun matchup. I think it'll be fun.
1: Blaine Fowler
0: with us on BYU Sports Nation. Always bringing it. Football, basketball, whatever. We'll tackle, I don't know, uh, curling and lacrosse next time.
1: I I love curling. Greg does curling. (laughs) Let's
0: let's do golf. Who are you rooting for in the World Cup, Blaine? I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Great stuff, man. Looking forward to uh, much more over the summer and uh, Football Media Day less than three weeks away. Can you believe it? It's coming. Let's
1: go. Sounds good. Okay, coming up, former Cougar Adam Lago's yard for the first time in AAA. We'll chat with Lon fifteen minutes.
0: Do you like him just because he's with your organization, Jeremy?
1: No, I like him because we covered him at Provo High and okay. Provo. Fair enough. Back in the day.
0: And more from the Voice of the Nation. Is there anybody out there that thinks Boise State and a win over the Broncos would mean more than a win against the Utes for BYU? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation friends, it's a Monday, and we are ready to go. Welcome back. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, national simulcast on BYU TV, on demand, anytime, anywhere. And if you're wondering, we would love to present some of today's top BYUSN stories.
2: It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines.
0: Former BYU Cougar football standout, Harvey Longy returns to the New England Patriots football field this past weekend after a very frightening car accident seven months ago. Longy and his wife were both seriously injured, but he's back. The Patriots have been good to him, and we'll see if that develops into a significant role with the fighting Belichicks.
1: Yeah, it's great to have uh, Lange back in the mix. Team USA Volleyball went 2-1 and one over the weekend with wins over Japan and Korea and a five-set loss to Brazil, all three matches in Brazil. Former Cougar Jake Langlois led the U.S. with 15 points in the win over Korea. Sorry about that, Spence. Uh, it's all the, good. The Americans are in third among the 16 teams in the competition through two weeks and ranked number two in the world.
0: Ah, uh, Hanguk Pegu,
1: the Kajigola. South Korean
0: volleyball team. Now, I didn't, honestly, I didn't even know they had a uh, national volleyball
1: team. Well, now you know. Now
0: I know. The the more you know. Jake Langlois. uh, He's 6'10". Yes, he is. Johnny Linehan back on the
1: field. He left the booth. I've been calling the Utah Warriors games with him. Now I'm like, who am I going to call the games (laughs) with? Come on, man.
0: Johnny Rugby went three for four on his conversions in his Major League Rugby debut with the said Utah Warriors in a 41-33 loss in Austin, Texas to the Austin Rugby.
1: Still on the hunt, though. And uh, we're hoping to talk to Paul LaCique soon. He's in the USA Eagles camp. three. Pretty, pretty cool. Paul. And Adam Law went one for three on Friday, two for three with a run on Saturday, and one for four on Sunday for the AAA Tacoma Rainiers, Seattle Mariners AAA affiliate. In a three game series with the Salt Lake Bees, the Bees won two of three. Adam will join us in the next segment. He's doing really well in AAA.
0: Good for him. And he has. Super happy. It has him. been a very, very long and challenging road for him, as it is for most. Players that try and work their major league dream through the minors, right? He's been the guy that's just kind of stuck with it and gotten a little bit better each year.
1: His story's good, too, because he played uh, basketball at Provo High as well as baseball, of course, and then at BYU. Uh, but when he played basketball, he was on the Kyle Collinsworth-Brandon Davies championship team. State teams championship team. Twice, and then they played uh, Lone Peak in this one game. Uh, Provo at Lone Peak, Tyler Hawes and Nate Austin and all these guys. Josh were, Sharp. Yeah, there were like seven or eight Division One athletes in that game. Okay, mostly basketball, and the ball goes into Adam Law. and He shoots like an NBA three and beats Lone Peak. <laughs> I was like, of all the dudes, you have like NBA players in there. And internet, Adam Law makes a three. It was awesome.
0: You fought the law, and the law prevailed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the rule of law did not apply. Exactly.
0: Hey, I've uh, I've got. Uh something for you to think about uh-oh under three months from the start of college football for BYU it's three months too long in fact how many days is it countdown to the wildcats
1: Eighty days oh whoa whoa you've been gone I told you do it again do it again hey no no 89. countdown to the go. wildcats
0: 89 days there we go. Man. I didn't know that one, we were all of a sudden we're throwing you're... in the days.
1: What's well, easier to go? 89 days. I agree. I agree. 89. I agree. It That's is bad it, writing it if it's is, 89. It is easier to do. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. <laughs> Man. One week out and you're like, yeah. wow. <laughs> WD-40, Mr. Tin Man. Come on. Come on. <laughs>
0: 89 days. Yeah, it's better than that. Uh, how about some great number 89s in the history There haven't
1: football. been a lot. We Notably last year. the history books.
0: Notably last year, a freshman All-American at tight end, Matt Bushman.
1: Yeah. And then uh, Papa Whittingham, Fred Whittingham, was number 89 back in the day.
0: In nineteen, We still love the Whittinghams.
1: Still kooks, I think. At their core. At their core. They just don't know it. <laughs> They've forgotten <laughs>
0: Anybody else got a big number, 89?
1: Yeah, we look for 89s. We're like, Matt Bushman's the best
0: 89 ever in BYU Bushman. history. Hey, freshman All-American's not a bad season, especially being a freshman All-American when your team goes 4-9. and nine.
1: The shining star yeah. in an otherwise dark universe on
0: <laughs> Our question of the day, which win would mean more for BYU football this season?
1: We're assuming that both are wins, so there's some... Uh... No, not quite. quite. Blue goggles. Let's go, yeah, these blue goggles.
0: Boise State or Utah? Do
1: you think both those schools are like, "Eh, yeah, you're going to (laughs) win? I bet they laugh at this question. Let's just see what happens in November, okay?
0: On Instagram, at Justin R. Huff, Boise State would mean more on a national scale.
1: It took us 40 minutes to find a Boise State. As they
0: are projected to be much better than Utah. Yes. However, as a true <laughs> BYU fan, <laughs> the clear answer is
1: Utah. Yep, 41 minutes and counting still looking. Still looking. <laughs> More of your responses coming up. A former Cougar leads Team USA and another hangs him up.
0: Adam Laws hitting just under 500 since getting the call up to AAA professional baseball. He also plays in the Mariners organization. That's right. Third Jeremy, best record in There you the go. Banks. I was setting you up for that. What's Adam Law's secret to success? We'll ask him next. This is BYU Sports Nation. Lolland. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
1: Get outfitted and get ready for a two-hour BYU Sports Nation on Friday, June 22nd for BYU Football Media Day. State of the program, Cougars in the NFL, and we'll have a two-hour special as well. It's coming up Friday, June 22nd.
0: Your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play is rolling. I am Spencer Lincoln alongside for for Jerem Jordan, our daily and rebroadcaster's weeknights on BYU TV, including tonight, 6 p.m. Eastern. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline, a man who has made the jump to A baseball, and not just that, is killing it in his new digs with the Tacoma Rainiers. Adam Law is with us on BYU Sports Nation. Adam, nice to have you back on the show.
3: Thanks for having me, guys. Good to be back.
0: All right. Let's go to the moment you get the call up to AAA. What was that like? Where were you? And uh, how did you manage the emotions of that situation?
3: Um, I was back at my little little place that I was renting in Little Rock, Arkansas. I was 0 for 4 with three strikeouts. And it was, I don't know, a Saturday night, I think. And we had a Sunday day game the next day. So I was laying in bed wide awake. About two a m thinking about the game and why I wasn't playing very well, kind of down about things and next thing I know, my phone starts ringing. It's my manager in double a at calling me at two a m and I'm like, "Oh boy, this probably can't be good <laughs> anyway i I answered and says, "Hey, uh, they decided to to make a move and promote you to triple a um." The the team, the AAA team is in Las Vegas. They play a noon game tomorrow, which is two hours. And they're already two hours. Uh, Vegas is two hours before where we were at in in Little Rock. And so you're going to get on a flight around 5.30 a.m. So pack up your stuff, go to the stadium, get your baseball equipment, and head to the airport. So I did that with zero sleep. I didn't really have much time to think about things or even I sent a text to my family. But, of course, they were asleep, uh, it being so early in the morning. And then just kind of rolled with the punches. I got to the stadium in Vegas at 1135 for a 12 o'clock game, which (laughs) is just bonkers. But, yeah, we made it work and just kind of was a whirlwind for me.
1: That's awesome. And you, you aren't just in AAA. You're crushing it right now. You're thirteen for twenty-nine, batting four forty-eight. So, what's been a key to your success so far?
3: Um, I think the biggest thing is just is just doing my best to stay in the moment and not worry about prior successes or prior failures. Because, as we all know, baseball can humble you so fast. If you get too big on the highs, you can really get down low. So, I'm just taking I'm just taking it day by day, and luckily, I found some holes. I've hit the ball hard a few times, and And it's been working out, but, you know, just taking it day by day is is the most important thing that I can do.
0: Adam Law, BYU Baseball, great. Now with the AAA Tacoma Rainiers hitting 448 since his call-up to the AAA level. And you said you hit the ball hard. Yeah, over the weekend you hit your first AAA home run of the season. What was that like?
3: Yeah, that was cool. Um, Sitting, it was a full count with two outs and a runner on third base. And I was just looking for a fastball over the middle of the plate, and the pitcher hung me a slider, and I just saw it up and was able to get the barrel there and hit a big home run to, to, to bring us back into the game down 3-2. to two. So that was exciting and kind of fired me up, fired the team up, giving high fives and stuff. That was fun.
1: I was recounting some of our encounters uh, when you were at Provo High, not just in baseball but in basketball, where you played with Kyle Collinsworth and Brandon Davies. And I told the story of when you hit the three at Lone Peak to beat Tyler Haas and those guys. Uh, what what was it like to get the ball in that moment? Because you have two future NBA teammates, but you took the shot.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think I was the third option. And, uh, well, I know I was the third option because I remember we were trying to get the ball down low to, to Brandon and then Kyle out on like a little bubble screen or something like that. But they were guarded, and I was just kind of the hangout man. I mean, I must have been close to thirty feet out, right, Jerome? It
1: was it was from Lawland, as we <laughs> called it. Yeah,
3: yeah, it was from Lawland. And the inbound player threw it out to me, and I saw I saw an opening and, and threw it up there. And I, I think there's a picture of Tyler with his hand up, kind of guarding me. And yeah, I mean, the shot fell. That was that was pretty exciting. That's one of my favorite sports moments that I've had.
1: That was epic, dude. You have like seven or eight D1 college basketball players, and then here there's baseball players taking the three. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome.
0: Great stuff. Adam Law with us on BYU Sports Nation. Just made the move to AAA. What's the biggest difference between AA ball and AAA baseball?
3: The biggest difference is a lot of these guys that, that are on my team and that we play against have major league experience. So it's not in double-A where the talent is there. Um, I, I think the double-A AA and triple-A, the talent is the same, but the experience and the consistency here in triple-A is a lot, a lot better and a lot closer to, major, like, closer to everyday major league talent caliber type of players. So that's been, a, that's been awesome for me. And I know it's only been over a week, but to be able to learn from and watch these guys who have played in the major league, heck, Jason Worth, a uh, 10-plus-year veteran, is playing on my team here. And so to see him go about his business day in and day out, among other players, uh, is really, really valuable to me and hopefully can, can propel me to the next level.
1: Your dad was an all-star, and your grandpa was a Cy Young Award winner. Do you have mm-hmm. uh, positive pressure uh, and 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 hopes that way in the family to break into the majors at some point?
3: I used to. I used to worry about that a lot, like, oh, the whole three-generation thing and how cool that would be. I still think that, yeah, it would be super cool, but at the end of the day, professional baseball is so incredibly competitive that if I only think about making it to the big leagues so that I can fulfill a family legacy, I think i sell myself short. So kind of going back to – to what I've been doing and just taking it day by day, not worrying about what they've done, not worrying about what I could do, but just trusting the process and what I'm doing here in the moment. And if it works out in the end and I can fulfill my dream, that is awesome. And if it doesn't, I still feel comfortable with myself looking at myself in the mirror at the end of the day and knowing that I've done my best that I can. But yeah, it's cool to think about. And a lot of people have seen my dad and grandpa Play in the past and and to carry that family legacy on is special and something really cool. But I don't dwell on it too much. I used to think a lot about it in college and my first year to a pro ball, but I've hopefully moved past that now.
1: That's our great perspective moment of the day. Thank you for that. That was great. <laughs> that was fantastic.
0: <laughs> Adam Law with us on BYU Sports Nation. Over the course of your professional baseball career, you've had the opportunity to play against former BYU teammates, and uh, most recently, Taylor Cole pitching for the Salt Lake Bees over the last weekend. Did you have a chance to take an at-bat against him, and if so, how did that go?
3: I sure did. I had two at-bats against him. When they first got into town, he texted me saying, hey, what's up, and we Chatted a little bit, and then we both said, "Let the cougar battles commence," <laughs> which is what we like to call them. <laughs> and the, my first at bat against him, he challenged me with a fastball, but I fouled it off. And then he started dancing around with breaking stuff, and I ended up popping up to third base on a on a hanging slider. So he won that one. And then yesterday, he came in, and I was leading off the inning worked to a three two count and he, or a three one count and he threw me a fastball down the middle but up. So I dropped my bat and started to run to first base, but the umpire called it a strike. Ooh. Oh come on. So I went blue. I know. So I went back to the batter's box and Taylor danced around again and threw me another slider and I hammered it I hammered it to right field but right at the, the defender for an out. So I was up for two against him, but then I got a text from him after the game yesterday saying, Hey, we both know that was ball four the umpire <laughs> felt bad for me and gave that to me. So yeah, it was fun. It's always fun to face to face those guys and you hope for you hope for the best for them but also you wanna take care of your business when you when you play against them.
0: Great stuff, Adam. Uh, we're thrilled for you and your success uh, with the Tacoma Rainiers. Off today at Memphis tomorrow, and uh, we'll be watching closely, man. Thanks for the time.
1: Awesome. Thanks for having you guys. Thanks, Adam.
0: Adam Law on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future.
1: Adam's super cool. Obviously, we have a history with iProvo, which was like this – like our Wayne's World channel, you know, when we were at BYU. But I go down to spring training, and he always gives me the time of day. We kind of talk and hang out, which is super cool. I'm so excited for him to be in the Mariners organization, too, because I'm paying attention to what he's doing all the time, all the time. And that's a great story with Taylor Cole. Fantastic. <laughs> Adam has sung the national anthem, by the way, at some I- of his games, which is super cool. He's, like, multi-talented. But has he had thing?
0: a swipe right night like Maverick Buffalo? I don't know.
1: <laughs> Like, individually or as an organization? I don't know. Coming up, what did Johnny Linehan do in his professional rugby debut? We'll tell you coming up in The Whip.
0: Plus, our elite voice of the day. Please be something for Boise State. Oh, no. Come on. Just some contrast. Something.
1: 54 minutes without one. This
0: is BYU Sports Nation.
1: Let's make it an hour.
0: BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Shout out to today's guest national champion Blaine Fowler and Adam Law of the AAA Tacoma Rainiers. Sorry again, Dennis Pitta.
1: <sighs> Ran out of time. If you missed any part of our show, you can download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Cougars in the NFL. Former Cougar Harvey Longy returns to the New England Patriots after a car accident seven months ago. Longy and his wife were both injured. Great to see Longy back with the Pats.
0: Volleyball. Team USA beats up on South Korea over the weekend thanks to Jake Langlois. They fall in five sets to Brazil. The Americans third among the 16 teams in the world competition through two weeks.
1: And former BYU player Russell Holmes announces his retirement from volleyball. Rugby.
0: Johnny Linehan, 3 of 4 on his conversions in his return to rugby and his debut for the Major League Utah Warriors in a 41 33 loss to the Austin Elite. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need the most, DexterLaw.com. Who deserves Just it?
1: Adam Law, okay. crushing it in AAA. Yes.
0: Our elite voice of the day answering this question Which win would mean more for BOA football this season, Boise State or Utah? At B Royal Blue Coog. If Utah is oxygen and Boise State is a Fig Newton bar, then the answer is the same as the answer to the following question What's essential for the human body to function and enters the body typically through breathing through the lungs? <laughs> of course, it's Utah.
1: Conversation continues 24 7 on Twitter. And Instagram and Facebook use hashtag BYUUSN.
0: Our audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app for Jerem. I am Spencer. Shout out to Vern Law. Hey, we'll see you tomorrow at noon Eastern. We didn't get a single voice today. Just one.